You're listening to the Athletic Motion Golf Podcast. I'm Mike Renato, and I'm here with my good buddy and co-founder in AMG, Sean Webb. We have one goal with this podcast, to help you improve your game. We're going to do that by showing you what the best players in the world do, and then show you how to incorporate those same moves into your own swing. And we're going to do it all in 15 minutes or less. Today's episode is brought to you by Live View Golf. We use the Live View Pro every day in lessons because it gives our golfers the necessary feedback for improvement. The Live View Pro is like having a swing studio in your pocket. It's a tool we recommend to anyone serious about improving their swing. Check it out at liveviewsports.com backslash AMG to get $40 off at checkout. All right, Sean, we are putting the stopwatch on 15 minutes and today's episode, uh, is a big deal for a lot of golfers. I know everyone likes to hit the ball farther. It makes the game a lot easier and way more fun when you can pop it down the fairway and have uh, shorter approach shots. It's one of those things that uh, you know we all want to do when we're hitting driver. We want to hit it farther. We want to hit it pretty accurate, but mainly we just want to hit it out of the middle of the face and hit it way down the fairway. Yeah, I think that's probably the one thing that keeps people coming back to play. They they could play terrible. For 17 holes, and then get on the 18th hole and get a, hit a good drive, and they had a great day. It's the one they remember going home, right? Yeah, it's like that it keeps them coming back. You know, it's always the one drive that they hit. They out drove their buddies, and and um, it keeps them coming back for more and more golf, just because it feels so good to hit one long and straight down the middle. And if you play a course that you're not familiar with, or if, even if you play a course that you play every day, you always step onto that tee box, whatever hole it is, and thinking about the best shots you've hit off that tee, right? If you go to resort course and you play a course, you get to go play, I don't know, St. Andrews for the first time and you step up on 18 and you drill one down the fairway, way up there by the green, you're always going to remember that shot when you think about 18 at St. Andrews. Yeah, and and vice versa is true if you hit a bad one. (laughs) Because I've done it at 18 at Pebble Beach in the water. I'll never forget it. That came up pretty darn quick. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about good shots, and you went straight to the water at Pebble Beach. (laughs) Yeah, I've played there quite a few times. Now every time I like hang on, steer it over there in the right rough. So I'll probably never hit another good drive on 18. (laughs) All right, so uh, that's what this episode is not about steering it. So (laughs) let's talk about, there's basically three key, we call them links, but there's three key parameters or links into hitting that drive as far as possible. And we all have kind of a ceiling, right? We, we, I can't swing at 150 miles an hour. So I've got a distance ceiling. We all have a ceiling, but we never see a golfer come in for lessons. Who's really close to that ceiling. There's always a good bit above what they're at right now where they can pick up speed and they have a good bit of potential for more speed regardless of where their swing is at. Yeah. And and a lot of times we're able to get them to do that with, with the same amount of effort level or even less effort than they're using now, just, just by getting them a little more efficient, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. And that, that's really the point of it is, uh, you know, you don't want to be maxing out everything on every swing. You should be able to pick up distance and still stay in that kind of comfortable swing range for effort as you're exactly right you should be picking up more distance without just grinting and grinding your teeth down on every on every shot because it's it's not sustainable doing that so our three keys our three links are swing speed launch parameters and ball speed 
and then kind of in in that order. So let's start with all the things that go into picking up club head speed. These are a lot of the body issues that we see golfers trying to do. Yeah, you know, I'll I'll start with the, the first one we see. You know, they just they've been taught maybe to keep their lower body really still or kind of frozen, and they're not able to make a big enough turn, especially that the average golfer that is not as flexible as a Rory McIlroy or, or one of the tour players. You know, if they, if they feel like they're keeping their knees the same flex as when they started and kind of restricting their hips, trying to get a big kind of differential between their upper and lower body. A lot of times that just hurts them because they can't make a big enough backswing to generate any speed. So the idea of kind of increasing that X factor through restricting what the lower body does. Yeah, definitely. Because most of the average golfers are, you know, let's say a guy in his mid fifties, that sits at a desk he needs to allow some freedom in the lower body so his upper body can turn enough to get the club back far enough so he has time to build up some club head speed. You know, the average guy is not as strong as like a John Rahm who can, or a Finau who can hit it, you know, 190 ball speed from a half a backswing. Just not happening. So it, it yeah, gives him a little more it's, time. It's not a matter of strength as much as it is speed. It's like, where can you generate speed from? Most golfers need some time to generate club head speed. It's like if you're going to take your car from zero to 60 as fast as you can, you want to give yourself more than 20 yards to do it. Give yourself a quarter of a mile, right? So Mm -hmm. we need some length unless you're just one of those freak athletes who can generate that speed over these really short distances. You need a little bit of distance to get the speed ramped up. And you hit the nail on the head. It's about giving yourself enough range of motion in the lower body so the upper body can typically double that amount. And that's typically what we see. Let's say if you go 45 degree hip turn, it's going to be around a 90 degree chest or shoulder turn. Uh, Absolutely. And to go along with that, you can go down the chain a little more. Even your legs will have that look where they change and they'll have a little, almost like rotation, you would say, right? You can see a difference there. So, you know, it has to go all the way from the bottom to the top of the body with the legs, hips, and then upper body allowing to rotate, which allows the arms to go around you a little bit farther and up behind you more. And then when you do change direction, like Mike said, you've got that extra time, like a car needed more distance to build up some speed. You have more time to put force on the club to get it faster when it hits the ball. It's just pretty much uh, basic physics. That's exactly right. And as far as rotation goes, you need more rotation or golfers need more rotation again to build up that speed, but all rotation isn't created equally. We see, we've seen golfers come in who have been too much on the other side of that. So they've gone 75, 80 degrees of rotation with the lower body. It's just not physically going to work out well for impact. When you rotate that far closed in the backswing, you don't have enough time to get open. You, most golfers, most professional golfers will cover 75 to 85 degrees of rotation in the downswing. It's the best players in the world. So if you're getting 75 or 85 degrees closed in the downswing, or excuse me, in the backswing, you're basically going to be back to square with the hips and then the shoulders are going to be really closed and the chest is going to be closed and you're going to be in a world of hurt as far as generating club heads because the ball's not going to go where you want it to go. Yeah, that's one of those things, you know, and if I've been using some form of 3d motion capture for a long time. I mean, I had one in the early two thousands. So I know just from 
using it on my own swing. I'm not a flexible person, but I know that if I can get my hips to turn like 50 something degrees, I'm not, I'm not, it's like Mike said that, that, that it's bad rotation because I'm rotating too flat. And when you rotate flat, yeah, you can get 70. Some I've seen graphs recently with like 80 degrees of hip turn, but the tips were turning flat. So you have no ability to use the ground and we'll cover that in another episode, but the tips need to turn on an angle in order to kind of effectively use the ground. So yeah, you may be turning a lot and it looks like, looks good on paper, right? They always say, you know, oh, that, that looks good on paper. Just turn more and you'll hit it farther. But it just doesn't work like that because A, you've got to change direction and get all this back to the ball with some kind of um, decent body position and an impact. And you just can't do it when your hips are 80 degrees closed. So there's a diminishing returns that happens there um, in the backswing for sure as far as amount of rotation. So some is good. More is not always better. <laughs> Well, it's, yeah, it's how you get it, right? And I think the the parameter that we use is there's no limit to your rotation as long as you rotate in good tilts. Mm-hmm. If you can maintain good tilts, have at it. Get yeah. as much of that as you can. Exactly. If you have to sacrifice those tilts, flatten the hips to get that 70 degrees of backswing rotation, again, you're looking at maybe 10 degrees open at impact or less. That's not going to do you any good for ball speed. No, your shoulders are going to be way shut. You're going to be flipping at it. You're going to be increasing the dynamic loft, which we'll talk about here in a second. And all of that effort is going to be for not because you're not going to see the ball go farther. Exactly. So to circle back around, you know, for more uh, swing speed, a, a major contributor would be learn how to turn the lower body correctly. That's right? exactly right. Yep. Now the second length launch parameters. What's probably the number one issue we see? with regards to what the club is actually doing to the golf ball? Well, with the driver, let's talk, you know, driver launch conditions. If you don't hit it in the correct spot on the face, like let's say you hit it low on the face with the driver, which a lot of people do, it comes off too low with too much spin, which is a recipe for short drives. I see it every day uh, when people are coming in for lessons trying to get more distance. And the number one reason that we see for low impact locations on the face are for guys trying to hit up on it. So they're trying to do something that gives them more distance, right? I think a lot of people now are aware that hitting up a positive angle of attack with the driver makes you hit it farther. Yeah. But that's not necessarily the case. A lot of golfers, the way they are trying to hit up on it and they will get a positive angle of attack, but they're hanging back. And they're tilting the spine a ton backwards and they're kind of throwing the head at the ball. They're getting that positive angle of attack, but they're also showing the bottom of the club face to the ball. And when you hit the bottom of the club face, you know, below the middle of the face, we'll call it that whole bottom half of the face, you're going to increase launch, going to increase loft in many cases because they're throwing the loft at it. And then you're going to increase speed, uh, excuse me, spin. So none of those really make the ball come off faster. They all make them come off a little slower. Yeah, and you know the adding of the spin is what really kills the drive, right? You, yep. you know, you get a low launcher with even a high launch with tons of backspin. You know, in the three thousands, let's say, you know, I see it all the time. Just no matter, and the faster they swing it, the worse it gets because the spin goes up. So they, you know, the trick is to figure out how to hit it a little bit higher on the face. Um, and hitting up without adding too much loft using the wrists and arms at impact. And that's kind of the, the secret to, to launching it correctly. Exactly right. You want to allow the body, so that shift forward to the front side, 
you want to have that. And that's probably the number one question we get when we talk about recentering and shifting the body forward is okay, but this doesn't apply to driver, right? Well, it absolutely applies to driver because you got to be on that front side early so you can take advantage of the ground and really push into the ground. You're not going to move the earth. So the earth's going to actually push you back and it's going to raise the handle. It's going to raise that left side, really grow that left side of the body for a right-handed golfer to allow you to have the handle where it needs to be. So you can control that dynamic loft and get the benefit of a higher impact location on the face with a positive angle attack with a high launch number, high enough to hit more distance. Uh, we, we see the opposite. When you hang back and throw the face at it, we see the, the angle of attack goes up, but that's about the only thing that's an advantage to you. The rest of it works against you and you wind up net losing yards. 100%. And then, you know, that ties into ball speed, you know, the impact location. A lot of you, I find when I ask during a lesson, you know, where do you, where'd you hit that on a face? They, they just, they don't know. They, they don't even think about that. So I'll have a lot of times, you know, face Dr. Scholl's foot spray in my bay. I'll spray it on the face and have him hit it and say, well, there's the big reason why you're not getting the ball speed. You're not hitting the ball where you need to hit it in the face. And, you know, that's, the you know obviously the biggest contributor to ball speed is you've got to hit the ball in the right spot on the face no matter what yes absolutely so that's that's your three links you got swing speed which is mainly controlled by what the body does the launch parameters which is how we present the club to the ball right it's the only thing the ball sees is what that club is doing so we've got to be able to make sure we're in the right parameters for that and then all of those combined give you the biggest benefit or the biggest potential to increase your ball speed and that through that is impact location. That's the number one deal. So we've got a little under two minutes left. What are some good drills or thoughts that we can give everyone to one, let's start with the swing speed first. So we talked about a lot about hip rotation. What's a good drill that we can give them for hip rotation? I I think probably the, the best thing is to take the club out of your hands, kind of cross your arms over your chest. Mm -hmm. It's an oldie, but a goodie especially now everyone's kind of stuck inside. Maybe you can't make driver swings without breaking the chandelier. So cross your arms over your chest and then just start to make backswing turns, paying attention to how much the hips are turning, right? You can kind of monitor your belt buckle to see if it gets to about 45 and then see if there's, you should have a little tilt to your belt at the same time. You know, the right side of your hips for a right hander will get a little higher on the backswing. And, um, That'll give you the, an idea of kind of, okay, that's where I need to be when I have a golf club in my hands. Yeah, I would add to just throw an alignment stick in your belt loops while you're that's doing that. Idea. Just so you can see the hip tilt. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, for launch parameters, if you can hit balls, or even you can do this indoors for not even hitting balls, I like to wheel yourself up to the top of the swing, recenter yourself, make sure you're back to that 50-50 spot, lower the club, down to where your club head is actually laying on the ground or sitting on the ground, sold to the ground about two feet behind the ball. So body's a little forward at where it was at address. The club's sitting on the ground. You've got your ball teed up where it normally would if you're going to use a ball. If not, you can just pretend a ball's there. And then from there, swing the club from the ground up into the ball while keeping that shaft vertical. Don't let the shaft lean backwards. Don't really try to get a lot of forward shaft lean. Just keep that shaft vertical and getting used to making that club head move up as the shaft stays vertical through impact. You're going to notice your body doing a lot of really cool things to make that happen. Yeah, no doubt. And then, yeah, the, the last one, too, I mentioned a minute ago, just get some Dr. Scholl's foot spray. It's, it's CVS, Walgreens, wherever. 
sprayed on the face. Keep it in your bag so you can figure out where you're hitting the ball on the face. And just knowing that's going to help you. Absolutely. All right. That covers this episode. Uh, more distance. Everyone should be using this time, hopefully, to work on their swings. And uh, we want everyone to come out of this quarantine ready to go, playing good, swinging good, swinging safely. So, Sean, anything else we need to cover before we take off? I think that's it. If, if you're enjoying these episodes and, and they're helping you, share them with your buddies. Text them the link. Share them. And um, we appreciate it because our goal is to help as many golfers as we can. Love it. See you guys on the next one.